All right, everybody, welcome to the 17th episode of the Backseat Huddle Podcast. I am your host, Tristan Weber, and as always, I'm going to be taking you around the NFL. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about three main topics. I'm going to be talking to you guys about Baker Mayfield to the Rams, defensive head coaches, and the Miami Dolphins are taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert and Tua Tungavailoa play Sunday night. Let's go and get into All right, so Baker Mayfield got picked up by the Rams this week, and it feels like a good pickup for the Rams. Uh, there's an argument to be made that it will work, and there's an argument to be made that it won't work. Uh, however, I'm going to lay out both of those arguments. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic and start with why it will, because the more I think about it and the more I talk about it, the more I do feel like this will be a good pickup for a couple reasons. So... Here's why it will potentially work is the Rams have arguably the best offensive head coach in football in Sean McVay. And despite his attitude and the cocky arrogance, Baker Mayfield is actually really smart. He had the second highest wonderlick or whatever test that they are using now. He had the second highest score ever. So anything that Sean McVay schemes up, Baker Mayfield's going to be able to absorb that information and he should be able to learn their playbook quickly, and he should be able to step on the field and execute it. This offense, this Los Angeles Rams offense, is already built for a quarterback who has a skill set similar to Baker Mayfield. Matthew Stafford and Baker Mayfield have similar levels of athleticism, although I personally think Stafford's a little bit more athletic and extend plays a little bit better, but they're relatively close, and neither of those two quarterbacks are going to be confused for Justin Fields. So it's not like this is an offense that's designed for a running quarterback. So the reality is this offense that's designed for Matthew Stafford is effectively also designed for Baker Mayfield. So it makes sense that he stylistically would be able to come right in and succeed. Now, that's the Baker Mayfield side of it, why it might work for Baker Mayfield. Here's the side of it of why it makes sense for the Rams also. So Matthew Stafford might retire after this injury. The short and skinny of it is Matthew Stafford has a neck slash spine injury. And if he elects not to get surgery for this injury, his career is over. He's not playing football anymore. So what happens in a theoretical world if Matthew Stafford retires? Who do they have? John Wolford and Bryce Perkins? Is that really who you want to depend on moving forward as those two guys? No, it makes perfect sense for them to bring in and evaluate Baker Mayfield for the remainder of this season. They're only paying him $1.3 million. So why not bring him in? But let's look at it this way. They have the option to keep him. Let's say Matthew Stafford retires. They get five or six months to or five or six months, five or six weeks to evaluate him, see how he fits in this offense. And Baker Mayfield on the other side, also gets to have an effective audition. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So Baker Mayfield gets a five to six weeks worth of an audition for other teams who may be interested in him when he goes into free agency this offseason. So this move makes sense for both sides for that reason. And once again, it's an easy flyer for the Rams. So why not? Even if Matthew Stafford does not 
intend to retire after this season, they at least have a better quarterback in Baker Mayfield now than the other two options that they have available to them. So it makes perfect sense for the Rams to sign him. Now, here's why it might not work. Uh, one, Baker Mayfield, A, just might not be that good. Uh, that could totally be a, a factor in why it wouldn't work. Uh, I'm kind of iffy. I think Baker Mayfield's okay. He's a good player. I'm not like in love with him, but I don't absolutely hate him. However, it is very well known that Baker Mayfield struggles under pressure and the Los Angeles Rams don't have an offensive line right now. They're banged up all, all across the offensive line. And even when they haven't been banged up on the offensive line, their offensive line play really hasn't been that good this season. And that's not to mention all the injuries they have every single other place in the entire world. So this team really isn't like that great as it is. Uh, so it does a little bit feel like they're setting up Baker Mayfield for failure this season because why, in theory, he is a better player, but why is he going to have any more success than the quarterbacks that are currently on the roster due to the injuries around him? Kind of see where I'm going with this. I do think he's a better player, but it's not a great circumstance, so it almost feels like it doesn't really matter who they have back there for the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams because it's just not a good situation. So maybe this offseason... Matthew Stafford retires, and maybe they have an offseason to kind of build that offensive line, get Cooper Cup healthy, and then see how it works out long-term for Baker Mayfield and the Rams, assuming they do decide to stay together. Cool? All right, great. So let's go ahead and move on. Uh, coaching matters, and I'm going to prove it. The Miami Dolphins couldn't beat Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, but they're going to beat Justin Herbert this week. And Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than Brock Purdy is. I'm going to tell you exactly what is going to happen in this game. And on Monday morning, the 15 of you that are going to hear this are going to come back to my channel and I'm going to be right. The Chargers and their fantastic, wonderful defensive head coach who's just so good. Uh, they are going, they have given up 400 yards over four straight games, and it's going to turn into five straight games. The Dolphins are going to throw the ball over the yard. Two is going to have a bounce back game. They're going to, score a bunch of points and pile up a bunch of yards. And the score is going to be roughly 35 to 31. And the Miami Dolphins are going to win. Okay. Quote me on that one. I'll see you guys next Monday. The Dolphins are coming off easily their worst game of the year. And they got embarrassed a little bit. Let's just call it how it is. They got embarrassed a little bit against the San Francisco 49ers teams that come off a bad loss. Usually almost every single time play extremely well the following week. And I have a suspicion that's going to go double for Tua. He's going to want to show off last week that that was a fluke, and he's going to want to come in and be extra motivated to win this game. And he's also been hearing that comparison his entire career that Justin Herbert is better than Tua Tungavailoa. So, of course, he's going to want to come in and have an excellent game. And the Chargers, as we all know it, are also beat up all over the place. This is one of the most, and they might be the most, inter-team in the NFL. And quite frankly, the, the, just, the Dolphins just aren't. They are not the most beat up team. And we know at this point, up to this point in the season, Mike McDaniels is a good coach. And we know after the past year and a half or so that Brandon Staley isn't a good coach. So what reason do we have to believe that the Chargers are going to win this game? What reason do we have to believe that the Dolphins are going to lose? This one to me just seems like the easy bet of the week. Okay. The Dolphins are going to win this game. Now, moving on to my last topic of the day. And this one I'm really, really passionate about. It is time to stop 
hiring defensive head coaches. And at home, are you listener maybe thinking, why is that? Well, thanks for asking. I would be happy to tell you because they don't work. This 2022 offseason, there was 10 brand new head coaches. Four of them are defensive coaches. Six of them are offensive head coaches. There were three. There were three main defensive head coaches that were hired this season. I'm not going to count Lovey Smith as the fourth because that Texans job that he took was one of the worst I've ever seen. I don't think it's fair to include him in this discussion because that Texans job was just all bad. Okay. So there's three main defensive head coaches that were hired this season. Todd Bowles for the Buccaneers, Dennis Allen for the Saints, and Matt Eberflus for the Chicago Bears. And they currently have a combined record of 13 and 25. And that is with Todd Bowles having the greatest winner the NFL has ever seen Tom Brady as his quarterback. And they make up six of those 13 wins, basically half. And we watched the game Monday night, Saints versus Buccaneers. That entire game, start to finish, the entire thing was a case of why not to hire a defensive head coach. But that's just optics. That doesn't really prove much. You know, you can see it, but some of you really, really like numbers and stats. So here we go. There is an old saying that defense wins championships, right? This At this moment, that's wrong. You know why? Because defense barely gets you into the playoffs. Right now, there is 11 teams that currently have a coach with a defensive background, and only three of them are currently leading their division, and only six of them are in a wild card spot. And you're like, okay, well, that's not so bad. Well, guess what? Of the teams that have a defensive head coach and are in a playoff spot, only one of them is one game over 500. More than one game over 500. Almost all of them are seven and five. Name me one team right now with a defensive head coach that you feel like can win the Super Bowl. There's maybe one, and that's the Buffalo Bills. And even then, right now, there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions about the Buffalo Bills. So you can name one. The issue today with hiring defensive head coaches is that it's an offensive league right now. All the rules lean towards the offense. Basically, everyone knows that. And if you don't know that, you're living in the past. So what sense does it make to try to win games counterintuitively with a defensive head coach? And if you still don't believe me, I've got even more for you. Let's look at all the offensive head coaches that were hired this season. Their combined record is 42-42-1. Thanks for that tie, Brian Dable. And that is including Nathaniel Hackett, who has been, I just think we can all agree, who's been an absolute unmitigated disaster in Denver. And meanwhile, all the teams that we consider real and legitimate threats to say, hey, this team might win the Super Bowl, they all have offensive head coaches. The Chiefs, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Those are the teams right now that we all think these teams can win the Super Bowl. They all have offensive head coaches. And let's take it one step further. Even the teams that we think, you know, these teams, you know, they have an outside shot, but they're kind of that next tier down from true Super Bowl contenders. The Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Vikings. Those are all three teams that we feel like, hey, those are the next level of teams. They all have offensive head coaches. All three of them. The only team that's in there that we feel like has a defensive head coach that has a shot is the Buffalo Bills. That's one. One 
of the seven teams, one of the eight teams we feel like we can win the Super Bowl has a defensive head coach. The proof is in the pudding. The way to win in today's NFL is to build your team around the offense and around your quarterback because right now, an excellent offense and an excellent quarterback, they can overcome a mediocre defense. A mediocre offensive team with an excellent defense cannot win the Super Bowl anymore. That's just not the way it works anymore. That's the way it worked basically up until about 10-ish years ago. But right now, it is just not the case. So that's it. That is my rant. Thank you all for tuning in. Take care, everybody.